The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls, SB Nation's podcast dedicated to thebirdrights.com. What's up, Pels fans? We are back. The left ring finger is healed just in time for the NBA regular season. Today, we are joined by the old battle axe himself, fresh from tossing floaters to Fletcher Mackle on the hardwood. Are those uh, old bones healing fast over there, Ollie? I popped in a leave as soon as I got home. <laughs> Signs of getting old, man. And we are joined by Memphis Grizzlies expert, grizzlybearblues.com's contributor and 3 and Deep podcast host, Mark King. Welcome back, Mark. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again, man. Great to be back. Of course, man. We got four. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Four matchups this year, so we're going to need to, I'm going to have you on speed dial by the end of this season. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm i your host, Preston Ellis, and as always, you can follow me at Preston Ellis for the latest news on the pod, at Ali Cassell for my, my boss over there, that old guy, and at King underscore producer for Mark. He's a great follow, and he'll give you all the insights on the team. We will be seeing four times, as I just said, this year. Let's get rolling. Mark, you must be exhausted exhausted from the butt whooping you uh gave our pals this past friday 142 to 101 but before we get to that talk talk a bit about uh losing vince carter zach randolph and tony allen and uh your team's promise to retire their jerseys and in many ways uh the grit and grind era itself in memphis yeah you know it was a, it was kind of a difficult offseason for a lot of people but uh i think that the team had, they knew they had a direction they wanted to go and it, it did not include those guys um, they wanted to get younger, which they they very much did. They wanted to get uh, more athletic, which you know uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a weird offseason for the Grizzlies. They they definitely made it very well, very clear to everybody involved that they wanted to go in a different direction. And and you know they did the right thing of of going ahead and, re- and announcing the retirement of, of of Zach Randolph and and Tony Allen. Those are two guys that really shaped and changed the franchise. I know for a lot of people from the outside looking in, it's just a couple of guys that. Um, you know, for, for Tony Allen, didn't even average 10 point double digits per game. But 
uh, the, the things they did on, on the court, not only off the court, they really shaped the franchise and, and they made people care about basketball in Memphis. And so uh, what they did from the time they got here to the time they left, it, it, really, it really changed the way people viewed the Grizzlies in Memphis. I mean, before they got here, it was a team, there was a whole lot of traction there. And after that, they, they changed the franchise in something that people uh, made their work their work days around. They made their work schedules around to be able to get to go to the Grizzlies game and to watch the Grindfather play and watch Zebo uh, jab step jab step and then put one in over over people's heads. So you, they made the Grizzlies fun. And so I said it on our podcast, but it really is those guys are some people. That's all they have. You know, for the longest time when they're growing up and and watching basketball and growing up with the Grizzlies, that's all they know is Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. And so just from kind of that standpoint alone, they have shaped fans from very young until now they're older teenagers into their young twenties. And so, uh, yeah, you know, they did the right thing of uh, going and announcing that they were going to retire their jerseys. And I'm sure that once Mark and Mike uh, kind of move on, they'll probably do the same for those as I would expect them to. Hey Mark, how did the fans feel about, you know, moving on from th- those three guys was the majority in support of it or, you know, w- were they hoping to see at least one or two of them come back? Can you give like a quick, you know, just a quick vibe on how the city feels about letting all those guys go? Yeah, I think people understand it. Um, I don't think a lot of people like it. And more so uh, Tony Allen, the way Tony Allen left and Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph left and, and the Grizzlies, all they had to say was, oh, well, we can't afford to pay him $24 million. And everybody kind of understood that, that there's no way you're going to pay Zach Randolph $24 million. And so they said, you know what, go get your money. We're happy for you. Great job, Zebo. We love you. But for Tony Allen, it was a bit different because Tony Allen signed for vet minimum, and so it wasn't like it wasn't like you couldn't afford him. It, you, it was a very direct. We don't want you here anymore. We're moving in a different direction, and so I think a lot of fans took that as kind of a slap in the face that hey, you could at least brought him back for vet minimum. But again, that this he just wasn't in part. He just wasn't a part of their plans for. The future, and you know, Tony Allen is an aging shooting guard that can't shoot, unfortunately, and he's he's hurt a lot in the past few years. He didn't really even play that many games, so I think people have come to terms with it. Uh, they're not super happy about it. They weren't definitely weren't happy about it when it happened, when it went down. But I think people have come to terms, and and the announcement of the number nine going up in the Raptors definitely helps healing those wounds as well. Cool. Before we get uh, to uh role players and what we can expect to see from uh, a new group of young guys that you guys have over in Memphis. Uh, A bit of breaking news today, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Wade Baldwin will in fact be waived so the space can be made for Mario Chalmers. Chalmers previously tore his Achilles in March of 2016 with the Grizzlies after having averaged about 11 points and four rebounds in 55 games. He also, of course, started for the Miami Heat for eight years, won two titles. And now Wade Baldwin was the 17th overall pick just one year ago. And I believe he started this past game against uh, the Pelicans, where you guys were so successful. What's the reaction in Memphis to this move, Mark? Uh, he did start. Unfortunately, that was he was there. They had been going back and forth between Andrew Harrison starting and Wade Baldwin starting to kind of get a feel of who they were going to uh, release. And so he also didn't mention they also released Rade Zagorak, who was the uh, the top, uh, another top 35 pick in last year's draft as well. And so uh, the Grizzlies released two two draft picks, two top, top 35 draft picks today that they drafted just a year ago. And so unfortunately for the Grizzlies, it was the right move. Wade Baldwin 
from everything that I've seen and everything I think that most people have can kind of agree on is that he's just not good at basketball. And unfortunately, uh, in the NBA, you have to be good at basketball uh, to succeed. And so Wade Baldwin's a very athletic guard, but he, he drives a lot to the, the basket and doesn't really know what he's going to do when he gets there. And that's never really changed. And so for right where the Grizzlies are right now, it was a it was a good move to cut Rade and Wade Baldwin. Rade had no business being on in a floor with other NBA players. He came up overseas. He was just he was outclassed. He was, he was very overwhelmed at the NBA level. And so those two players, while cutting guaranteed contract is not always the greatest, it was the right move for them just basketball wise. Now you talk about just kind of where the where the franchise is drafting wise, it, it, it makes them look silly because now they have to go and admit they made another mistake with more, even more draft picks and with the history of this franchise and their draft picks, it just kind of makes, it just makes it even worse. And so they did the right thing and cutting the right guys. I was afraid they were going to cut someone else that deserved to be on the roster. But on the other side of that, you have to, they also had to admit that they made even more mistakes with the draft picks. Um, even again, you know, they, they've made them year in, year in and year out. And so this is just another one of those, um, another one of those, one of those, another one of those first round draft picks for the Grizzlies that unfortunately didn't pan out. Yeah, now everyone knows what to expect in this upcoming game on Wednesday from Mike Conley and Marcus Hall, of course. But uh, fans will be interested to hear what you expect from the, quote, other guys. Uh, and we mentioned Bade, uh, Wade Baldwin no longer being there. I'd assume that Andrew Harrison is now going to start in his place, although it could be Mario Chalmers, who, uh, by all accounts, has impressed this offseason. Uh, we all know Ben McLemore is out, at least for now, but you still have an intriguing group of guys like Chandler Parsons, Wayne Selden, Tyreek Evans, along with a guy who does a pretty good job of defending AD, uh, by all things considered, and Jermichael Green. Who are some guys that Pell's fans should expect to come up big on a Wednesday night? So, yeah, I mean, it, it honestly is the roster has got such high. It's, it's so new. There's not a whole lot. Uh, we're asking the same. We're honestly asking the same questions: Is who's going to be those guys off the bench? They're they're going to score. So, uh, as Grizzlies fans and myself, we're going to be interested to see that as well uh, in a kind of a regular season rotation. But if I had to put money on it, I, I would I would probably say that uh, if Wayne Selden is healthy, I, that's a big if. We haven't seen if he's going to be healthy or not. He's had a quad injury. He would be getting the starting two. I would I would assume. And then James Ennis on the three, and then Chandler Parsons will be coming off the bench at the four with Jamaica Green starting at the four. So you really, I mean, for me, you're really looking at Mario Chalmers, Tyreek Evans, and Chandler Parsons as kind of the three bench guys that are hopefully going to provide your offense for you. And so, um, and you'll you'll see Mike or uh, Mario Chalmers play with Mike Holly probably at the end of the first quarter as they kind of um, are getting Mike some rest, or that they'll probably bring Mario in a little early and let. Mike played the two, and Mario play uh, the the main point guard uh, position. We saw a lot of that last time Mario was on the on the court with Mike, so um, that allowed Mike to score to get a lot more points late in the second quarter, late in the third quarter, quarter going into the second and fourth. So I expect that to happen again. Um, you know, we do expect people like Tyreek Evans, who is unfortunately a, a ball stopper, but. You know, he's one of those guys that when the offense does break down, he's one of those guys that says, you know, could just go out and hopefully get you a bucket. And so um, he's looked, you know, okay in the preseason. Nothing that just stood out for me. But he's one of the guys I'm looking at that I think, you know, he has to be the kind of sixth man for the Grizzlies. He, him and Mario Chalmers are going to have to be 
those guys that can go out and get you buckets. And then the other X factor is obviously Chandler Parsons. Um, you know, we have a lot of in the Grizzlies uh, area and space that we, we talk about is Chandler Parsons. He moves well, or he seems to look well. And unfortunately uh, we're going to have to stop using that barometer at some point and just say, Hey, can he play basketball? And so um, he didn't shoot the ball well in preseason. Unfortunately, he still looks like he's not getting, he doesn't really have his legs under him. Um, but he's the other guy that he's going to have to get you 12 to 15 points a game. And so, you know, a lot of things hinge on those rotation guys for the Grizzlies. If they're out there getting buckets, if, um, if Chandler Parsons is getting 15 points a game and, and Mario Chalmers and Tyreek Evans are scoring the basketball, they're a completely different team. Now, if Chandler Parsons is what he was in the preseason and can't really shoot the ball, can't really move, or, uh, you know, unfortunately if he were to get injured again or something like that, you know, the Grizzlies are a completely different team, but I think, you know, struggle to win 30 games this year. Um, so those are kind of the three guys that I'll look at. And then the end of the rotation is going to really look at uh, Dylan Brooks looks to get some minutes. Uh, their second-round pick this year. He got a lot he of minutes like in the preseason. Mark. I'm, take it from a Pelicans fan. Dude is going to the All-Star game. Dylan Brooks, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, I'm the captain of the Dylan Brooks bandwagon. I'm, I'm calling it right now. But, you know, he's the guy at the end of the bench, whether I think it'll be kind of nightly, whether Dylan Brooks and Wayne Seldon, what, what, what kind of minutes they see. Because once McLemore comes back, I fully expect him to kind of move into the starting uh, two guard spot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with well, what you said. Just from the Pelicans game alone, I saw Chalmers moving pretty well. He actually surprised me, you know, because uh, the word with him last year was that he hadn't fully recovered, so the teams weren't willing to take a chance on him. At, but it, he looks good to go now. So I agree with you. He looks good. Chalmers surprised and, everybody. I mean, on the first game, oh, everybody was like, whoa. I mean, and after the first game, it was like, well, can he do it the second? I mean, he's done. he did it every game in the preseason. He doesn't some of the balls he kind of went after to save out of bounds and kind of the first step explosiveness, those kind of things you expect to uh, not be there after an Achilles injury. And they were all there. And so that was, it was very surprising. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he holds up for the season for him. Tyreek Evans, I just got to quickly touch on, because he was such a divisive subject here in New Orleans. Um, Tyreek, I don't know if you watched him during Sacramento days, but, to me, he looked like the guy that we just got rid of. Basically, Tyreek still looks like he doesn't have his legs whatsoever, and he's just looking for his place on the floor. Grant, I only saw 10 minutes of him, you know, this last Friday. So you, you kind of said that he's been okay and you have expectations he can be that sixth man, but what kind of lends you to believe that he will, you know, he'll hold up and he's got the legs and the game still? I guess, you know, I'm well, curious. Well, unfortunately, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just being hopeful. I've, I've seen nothing okay. from – uh, from him being in Sacramento or from the preseason that just, like I said, he was just okay. I mean, to me, he didn't see, there was nothing I saw that was like, oh my gosh, that was, that. oh my gosh, that's Tyreek Evans, you know, save for maybe one or two drives to the basket, you know, and, and that's largely important. If you're, if you don't stand out, that's just as important as, as if you do stand out to me. And so that, that goes a long way, you know, and he was just okay. And I think that speculation is that he's going, that he needs to be that six guys just, you know, that's kind of why they brought him into that be that role is, is be that super sub because even with, you know, Andrew Harrison starting the second guard Sabat or Ben McLemore kind of starting at the two guard, you know, we've never had any kind of talk of him getting to the starting lineup. It was always we need offense off the bench. Um, last year, whenever Mike Conley kind of went out of the game and the second unit came in, the, the offense just completely broke down. And so they have been looking for someone like that, like Tyreek that can go out and get buckets. 
Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because I, I I don't I don't have any facts that says okay exactly he's going to be that. Um, I think we're all just kind of hopeful that he will be. Um, but like you said, there's nothing in the preseason that just stands out and says yes, he's back. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if I'd missed something. Okay, great. No, you haven't. You haven't missed anything. <laughs> Ali, I'm going to throw this over to you first. Your memory is a little bit better than mine. Uh, I seem to remember last year when the Pelicans were so successful against the Grizzlies. Boogie uh, had a fantastic game, 41-16. and Uh, I think he was primarily matched up with Marc Gasol. I saw those guys go one-on-one a lot, and Marc Gasol was really quiet that game. I think he had 10-6. and However, on Friday, just from what I watched, I watched uh, the first half, but uh, to be honest, I didn't finish the game. Uh, We saw AD matched up a good bit on Gasol. What do you expect the matchups to be? Uh, the most important ones on Wednesday. How does our, our our starting point guard factor into this, whether it be Ian Clark or Etuan Moore? And then, Mark, let's hear your rebuttal to that to to hear what you expect from those matchups. Sorry, let's start with Ollie. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. Um, yeah, I don't think having Anthony Davis guard Mark Gasol is a new thing. He did that a lot last year, uh, especially after obviously uh, once Boogie came over. It was kind of surprising at first to see that, but they stuck with it. Um, I think what they like is that dexterity, like um, that matchup, so to speak, because Gasol's very skilled and Boogie was, you know, obviously a better fit on a body because he himself was kind of out of shape on a Zach Randolph. Um, going into this year, I, I still expect it um, actually to flip-flop. You know, with Jermichael Green, I'm sorry, but Boogie, you don't want him out there going after the three-point line, even though I don't think Jermichael's become the world's biggest threat yet but granted you've got to respect him enough out there and that's where he can just either penetrate past boogie or um on a back cut so i think the pelicans are probably going to flip-flop that uh with this upcoming matchup that's where they're going to put boogie on gasol and hope for the best um i know in the past when he was in sacramento the marcus cousins had a hell of a problem he had a lot of problems with uh marcus all either getting under his skin we're just having those big games. That's where Boogie couldn't get going. Um, so it was kind of surprising that he was able to have that game, as you just referenced to Preston, where he just blew up and he carried the Pelicans to that big win against Memphis late in the season. Mark, what are you expecting from these matchups? And uh, should we expect to see Drew Holiday primarily matched up against Mike Conley for uh, most of the contest? Yeah, I mean, defensively, I would say uh, it just really depends on who starts that second guard spot um, for for the Grizzlies, really. Um, but I would say sometimes, you know, a lot of times they'll they'll hide Mike Conley um, and put him on a, a lesser o- offensive player just 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 to save him for the other end of the court. Not necessarily he's a bad defender, just because they want to save him for uh, the offensive floor, so, uh, the offensive end of the court. So I think it really depends on who starts in that second in that second slot for the, for Memphis and right now we just really don't know. And so I think it really depends on what what happens there. As far as the big guys, I, I think always right. I mean, um, you know, the Marcus has, has historically uh struggled with Mark in Sacramento. Uh like I said, whether it's technical fouls, getting under his skin, or just really a struggle with them uh in general. And so the Grizzlies I would still expect Mark to be guarding um Mark to be guarding Demarcus, and then Jamichael to guard Anthony uh, Davis. So I, I think they'll larger probably stick with that. And, and again, I, we'll probably with, with all they said, if the Pelicans flip flop that, you know, with, with Demarcus, I'm not sure they want Demarcus covering Jamichael Green either. He doesn't shoot it a lot, but you know, he does shoot it from the corner three quite well. 
And so that's something that I'll, I'll be interested in is how the Pelicans play defense there. And if they, you know, if they ever even, even swap it in the middle of the game. Um, but, you know, I'll be interested to see just how Jermichael Green really, uh, how he plays offensively if Anthony Davis is on him. And so that will be very interesting to see if he's able to do anything offensively uh, that, he, that he doesn't already do in every other game. Um, and so I think the Brewers are probably largest stick that they've done historically in the past, which is uh, which is Marcus All on Demarcus and then Jamaica Green with with Anthony Davis. All right, Ollie, you got anything for Mark? Uh, not not really. I, I tend to uh, think that Drew Holiday though is going to end up on Mike Conley. Whether it, it doesn't even matter who's going to be that second guard, simply because Drew Holiday for the Pelicans, Mark, he always guards the best perimeter player. And with Solomon Hill out, it even becomes a bigger issue. Uh, so I expect Holiday to truly hound Conley. But then again, Mike kind of, you know, took it to him, I thought, on Friday. Even though it was a preseason game, he kind of got around him quite easily. So I'll be curious if, A, Drew Holiday either picks up his game or um, they may have, like, something else set up as to where uh, they may look to double him. I mean, I'm not sure. Like you said, it all depends on – the wings you guys are going to start are they going to be able to drop the three ball early because my god on friday you guys made everything well yeah but on friday we were in some kind of weird alternate universe where the grizzlies scored 140 points which just never happened and like you know it's been i think the franchise record was 144 and we get 142 or something weird like that so that was some kind of alternate universe we'll never get back to <laughs> <laughs> i say baloney man you guys are playing us again i'm telling you their eyes are going to light up as soon as they see us walk in the gym <laughs> All right, Ollie. That's not the right kind of attitude. Let's let's, let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, prediction time. We'll let you do the honors as our guest, Mark. Give me your final score and your game MVP. So I'll probably uh, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies, 92-86 Pelicans. Um, typically, it's always it's not a huge the high scoring game we play the Pelicans. So. Um, and I'll, I'll probably I'm just going to roll with Marcus Saul. I'm, I'm hopefully that uh, he recognizes that he has to be the he has to be the MVP for the Grizzlies the Grizzlies to win. You know he has to recognize that his bad shot is better than everybody else, or his his bad shot is better than everybody else's good shot. And so for us to win, the Grizzlies will have to have Marcus Saul play well. All right, Ollie, what's your All take? Right. I don't know if you want to hear it, but uh, I think <laughs> I think the you're Grizzlies... so negative today. Well, I don't know, man. They they put me in a bad mood on Friday, so I don't I don't know. You come out there if you're going to play your stars, they better perform. And my God, they just fell flat on their faces. So I'm going to say that some of that carries over as to where they're still kind of lost defensively and offensively. You know, we've got our big guns, but they're going to need a few more contributions. And playing up in Memphis opening night, you know, Memphis is going to be up for the game. So I'm going to say Grizzlies, and I think Mark they'll score a little more. I don't know. Um, I'll give it 108 to like 100. And for the MVP, um, I'm going to give it to Conley. I think he's in, he's, he's going to be one of the best point guards that nobody's going to talk about as usual, but I think he's going to get off to a great start this year. And he's just going to lead your guys' team because he really, he needs to, he doesn't have enough around him like he has in years past. Mark, you have truly broken Ollie's spirit. This was our number one cheerleader all off-season long, and in one exhibition contest, he's just gone straight to the cellar. What is the matter with you? Snap out of it, Ollie. The Grizzlies, uh, hey, come on, Preston, Preston, Preston. Grizzlies, everybody's making them out to be some kind of chump team, but let's face it, they're still at home. They've still got solid guys. 
and we haven't really shown anything all preseason. So why are we to expect, hey, we've turned some kind of corner? I want to hear your prediction real quick before we go. This is no discredit to the Memphis Grizzlies, just in an overloaded Western Conference. These are the type of games that you that you have to win if you're going to compete. Obviously, there's four contests. You know, it's in no likelihood are we going to win all of them. And with injuries to Frank Jackson, Solomon Hill, Rajon Rondo, there's there's a lot of discontinuity happening right now. We don't even know. I don't even know who's going to start. I'm, uh, I think you said earlier on the Crew to Crew, uh, Crew to True podcast, excuse me, that you're expecting to see Etwan Moore and Dante Cunningham out there, which is uh, not not ideal in my estimation. But whoever you have out there, you're going to have Ian Clark seeing minutes, Darius Miller seeing minutes. Everybody's going to get a crack at playing some minutes. But uh, with Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins, especially on Friday, like just taking such a backseat, I expect these guys to come out balls to the wall. They both have been preaching all offseason that they want to win. The time is now. Let's let's let them prove it. It's regular season. It's Wednesday night, October 18th. The NBC, uh, uh, NBA season is upon us. You know, if you want to be MVP, Demarcus Cousins, if you want to be on an all-NBA team, you want to get that max five-year $176 million deal, come out here and prove it. Marcus All is, is good. I, I can't remember if he's in the last year of his contract. I think he's got an extra year on there. Mike Conley's just in the second year of a five-year, I think, $150 million deal. These guys are paid. Uh, not to say they're not going to be hungry and they're not going to perform. You've got all these young guys uh, who are going to want opportunities. Mario Chalmers is going to want an NBA uh, return, uh, comeback player of the year award. All these guys are going to be hungry, obviously. David Fisdale's a great coach. But when you got two top 10, top 20 players at Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, <laughs> Drew Holiday coming out here trying to earn his contract. It's it's time to put up or shut up, boys. And on Wednesday, I, I think we're going to we're gonna perform a lot better than you give them credit for. But, you know, a lot of people are, are predicting at the onset of the season, we've got a tough slate. And then in January, February, and March is where we're going to rattle off a lot of wins. So, you know, even if we drop this one, I'm not going to be too negative uh, about it, but I, I do think that this game is one that matters for the Pelicans. And I think we come out and we win it. Uh, I'll say 108 to 102, but what do I know? You're the expert. I'm just the guy who, uh, who edits and produces this thing. I can't believe we flipped roles today. This is something bizarre world. I don't know where we are. <laughs> You know, to be completely honest, on Friday, I was watching DeMarcus Cousins do some DeMarcus Cousins things like frustration fouls and biting on pump fakes from Robin Lopez at 18 feet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if we start off the season this way, I'm going to go. I'm going to jump right back off the bandwagon. But, uh, you know, it's time to get excited. This is this is the best time of the year for all NBA fans because everybody's O and O. We've all got a shot. We've all got hope. And man, I'm gonna ride this hope until we until we come out of these gates 0 and four, and then I'll jump right in the ditch with you. Uh, but we actually got to get out of here because we actually have to jump over to Mark's uh, podcast. Uh, thank you so much to Mark. Again, you guys can follow him at King underscore Producer. Read his work at Grizzly Bears. Bear Blues. I always have some trouble with that. And also listen to his podcast at 3 and D, which Ali and I are about to switch over to, as I just mentioned, for our Pelicans preview. Uh, how about that for a twist? And as always, check in daily at the Bird Rights or thebirdrights.com. If you like what you're hearing, you want to show us some love, retweet, share us, rate us on iTunes. You can find the link to rate us on iTunes pinned at the top of my Twitter page. Suggestions for the pod are always welcome at Preston Ellis and criticism is always welcome at Ali Cassell. And we will be back <laughs> this afternoon with Kevin Berrios and Ali following uh, with some previews of the upcoming slate of games. Then we'll have game recaps from Travis and Trevor to Wednesday night's matchup uh, with Mark King and his Grizzlies. Let's get hyped, guys. I'm pumped. The regular season's starting. Don't listen to Ali. He's probably just tired from playing so much hardwood today. It's game You're time. So Let's right. go yeah, you are right. <laughs> Let's contributing go. Factor. All right. 
Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 